to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Did you know that certain sunscreens have ingredients and chemicals in them that may actually increase your risk of cancer and other health-related conditions. That is why it's so crucial to understand which kind of sunscreen you should be choosing and wearing. Hi, welcome to the Wild Wisdom Show, hosted by a medical doctor with a different spin on women's health. I'm Dr. Patricia Mills, and I'm a specialist in physical medicine rehabilitation, practicing functional medicine, and I love to take complicated science and break it down into easy to understand information and provide you with actionable strategies that you can implement right away for immediate success. And today we're going to be talking about how to choose a sunscreen that is safe for adults, children, and the environment and won't increase your risk of cancer. Now, it's interesting because we've all accepted at a certain level, or most of us, that use of sunscreen protects us against skin cancer. That is the primary use of sunscreen for most people. Some will also use sunscreen um, to protect against the effects of aging, for example, like sunspots and skin discoloration. There is research to support that the use of certain sunscreens can protect against squamous cell carcinoma and invasive melanoma. There's actually no proof that it protects against basal cell carcinoma or at least not significant proof, and there have been negative trials showing that it does not protect against this kind of cancer. The invasive melanoma is the one that we are most worried about, although, of course, we want to protect against all forms of cancer. And what's interesting is that a recent study published demonstrated that it used to be that wearing sunscreen would protect you from skin cancer. And this was around the 1980s where we had this benefit. And then for reasons that we don't quite understand fully yet, that benefit started to go down. So even in those people wearing sunscreen, the risk of cancer, you know, we thought it would be improved. You would have a less risk of cancer, skin cancer. Actually, that risk would go, would change. So you would have less of a benefit. And by the 1990s, wearing Skin, uh, wearing sunscreen did not improve your risk of getting skin cancer. And this was from a very large, what's called a meta-analysis, where they looked at all of the studies that were performed within a certain time period and analyzed the data and found that this, this association that it used to be protective and now it's no longer protective. And this was published in the European Journal of, Journal of Dermatology in 2018. Here's some other interesting facts for you. The rates of skin cancer had been increasing by as much as 4.6% per year in the adult population. 
what you have to understand is that this is not the total number of skin cancer, because that would be expected as the population grows, you would think that there would be more people to get more conditions. No, this is actually what's called the incidence or the rate in that for, let's say, 100 people, whereas before, you know, one person would get skin cancer. Now, four in the 100 would get skin cancer, as an example. So that is extremely concerning because research also shows, although there's not a lot of research done in this, but the little research that has been done in this shows that people are getting better at wearing sunscreen. So in a study looking at young adults in the U.S., the rate of sunscreen use was going up by 4% per year. So, you know, that begs the question, why is the rate of sunscreen use going up and yet the cancer rate is going up as well and specifically skin cancer rate? So this is a very, very important question because skin cancer is one of the most common cancers and melanoma is extremely deadly. You know, if you get it, um, the fatality rate is very high. So I'm going to explain to you one reason why uh, I've come across in the research where this may be happening, and it will inform the kind of sunscreen that you're going to choose. And at the end, I will share with you the sunscreen that I use taking all of this into consideration. And I just wanted to take a moment to say hello to my viewers who are watching from my private free Facebook group for women, Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills. You can join at any time. And that the, one of the many benefits is you get to attend these sessions live and ask your questions live. So please do put in your name uh, if you're joining me live, if you feel comfortable with that, and put in your questions as well. And put them in as you think of them because there's a slight delay. So sometimes I end the sessions and questions come in afterwards. And I want to make sure I answer your question. So let's cover the one main potential reason that sunscreen use is going up and yet skin cancer rates are going up. And that's because the kind of sunscreen matters. So there has been some new research coming out showing that um, there are some chemicals that have been used in sunscreen that are currently being used in sunscreen. And unfortunately, they're um, often present in even very high-end popular expensive sunscreens, but also in, um, you know, more affordable sunscreens. And this group of chemicals, um, they are called aromatic compounds, and they are the organic chemical filter that are used to filter the UV rays. Unfortunately, researchers have discovered that they also have other effects in the body in that they act as tyrosinase inhibitors. And what are tyrosinase inhibitors? Basically, they are substances that block our body's natural ability to protect, protect against skin cancer. And I'm going to show you how that works. So tyrosinase is an enzyme, like a little protein with a job. And the, the job of this protein in your cells is to create melatonin. So in the skin cells, melatonin is protective against the UV rays effects and uh, protective against formation of cancer. So tyrosinase inhibitors, anything that blocks the activity of that tyrosinase enzyme uh, can also block the formation of our own natural melatonin in the skin. And unfortunately, um, these aromatic compounds are found in many sunscreen 
and cosmetics. So foundation that contains some sunscreen, um, you know, body care products and body care lotions uh, have these aromatic compounds. Some examples that have specifically been studied uh, looking at whether or not these compounds block tyrosinase activity were found to be strong inhibitors of tyrosinase were compounds called Uvinyl M40, that's U-V-I-N-U-L M40, also known as oxybenzone, and Uvinyl MS40, also known as salicobenzone. And these are chemical filters that when found in, su in sunscreen, they're found in high concentrations and they're very popular uh, chemical filter agents in many sunscreens in the U.S. and in Europe as well, but mostly in the U.S. So then you might ask, well, what's a better option? What can I use then if uh, these chemical filter sunscreens can actually increase my risk of skin cancer. And the better option that appears to be showing up in research quite consistently are what are called mineral-based sunscreens. So these are sunscreens that the, in which the UV filter is not a chemical. It is a mineral such as zinc. And that mineral sits on the skin and blocks the sun's rays from reaching the skin. And why I said non-nano zinc oxide is because some formulations have what's called nano zinc oxide, and that just means it's extremely very small particles of zinc. The benefit is that it's, uh, you don't see it as much on the skin when you put it on. However, the non-nano aspect, mean, uh, the nano aspect means it can better absorb into your skin and potentially um, cause problems with too much zinc getting into your body, specifically zinc oxide. So you want the kind of zinc that will sit on your skin and will not be absorbed into the body. And you might be thinking, oh, no, these are the ones that will cause my skin to get white. And the good news is that there are formulations now that do not have that as a uh, problem. So they've worked around this issue and generally speaking, really good ones. And I'm going to share at the end the one that I like to use that is also very easily available and very affordable compared to most sunscreens. And what about potentially other harmful chemicals in sunscreen? Because there's been some interesting research to show that there may be some issues with other chemicals in sunscreens um, being absorbed into our body. And actually, it's interesting. There was a study done by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration of the U.S., and they did this study on sunscreens where they took a variety of sunscreens and they put it on a participant's um, skin. And then they monitored the levels of chemicals that were found in the blood after putting on the sunscreen. And what's interesting is that the FDA did the study because, um, you know, this is some of the written um, commentary around the study that comes up after the publication. They said that they did it because uh, the companies themselves were not doing this research. So the FDA thought it would be important to know. So they took this upon themselves. And surprisingly, they were surprised to find out. And I was surprised to read it in the research that within three minutes of applying the sunscreen, all of the sunscreens to the skin, there were detectable levels of the chemicals in the sunscreen found in the blood, and the levels were concerning. And the thing with research is that, you know, when you're publishing a research study, you have to be very careful not to rock the boat too much. 
you know, right now the popular opinion is that wearing sunscreen is safe and um, healthy thing to do in terms of a health behavior. And probably the FDA did not want to uh, frighten people into not wearing sunscreen because if you choose the right kind of sunscreen, it can be helpful. However, they did say that they uh, recognized that this was a potential problem that need to be further investigated and that they needed to look at whether or not the levels at which these chemicals were found in the blood could be harmful to humans because they were above the recommended levels um, by the FDA and found in the blood, so circulating in your system, which is so intense. I'm going to tell you which of the chemicals were found in the body, and I just want to take a question from uh, one of my viewers who's saying here, is Facebook, uh, sorry, is micronized zinc the same as, not, as nano zinc? That is an extremely good question. Off of the top of my head, I'm not exactly sure. And that is something that I would look into because if it is, then I would be avoiding that. If it's not, then it's okay. So that's an excellent, excellent question. Thank you for asking that. So the chemicals that were found in the body um, at detectable levels that were concerning were chemicals uh, avobenzone, oxybenzone, octocrylene, homosalate, octosalate, and octinoxate. And the problem with all of these chemicals is that in laboratory studies, they have been shown to affect hormones in animals. And in human studies, the one that's more concerning, that is certainly one that I would avoid, and even researchers recommend avoiding as a result of the research done on this, is oxybenzone. Oxybenzone is the one that's most likely to cause allergic reactions, and studies have linked it to hormone problems, lower testosterone levels in boys, shorter pregnancies, and increased risk of endometriosis and breast cancer. That's so terrible. And you know, it's interesting. I remember once I was traveling and I invested in a really good, high quality, commonly known uh, sunscreen. I won't mention any names. However, you do want to read the ingredient list of your sunscreens, even if they're, you know, very um, appearing to be very high end and popular. And I developed an allergic reaction of the skin to the sunscreen. And I had to switch to a mineral filter sunscreen and my allergic reaction went away. And so it's just very interesting to see that uh, it was probably from the oxybenzone in that sunscreen, although the other chemicals like avobenzone could potentially have the same effect. They just haven't been as well studied as oxybenzone. So how to choose a safer sunscreen is you want to look for a non-nano zinc oxide as a UV ray filter. You want to make sure that there is no oxybenzone in the ingredient list. And maybe just to be absolutely safe, also avoid avobenzone, octocrylene, homosalate, octosalate, and octinoxate in the ingredients. And I will share with you at the end a website that you can use um, to check your own sunscreen to see if it's been analyzed there, and also to look for better sunscreen options if you're worried about the sunscreen you're using. And I will show you now and share with you the sunscreen that I am using. And it's called Think Baby. And it's really great because it's formulated to be safe in children, in babies. However, so are many, many of the sunscreens that are so-called formulated to be safe in children actually have these um, tyrosinase inhibitors 
and oxybenzone. So just because it says it's safe for babies and children, you should still check the ingredient list. That is an incredibly useful tip. And you see here, the active ingredient is zinc oxide, and I checked, and it is a non-nano zinc oxide. And the other ingredients in there, um, the, none of them are what are called uh, aromatase compounds, which are the tyrosinase uh, inhibitors. And when I go to this website, which I will share with you, and it's called ewg.org by the Environmental Working Group. They analyze um, many different uh, products and it's called, they put their analysis in what's called the Skin Deep Cosmetics Database. And when I checked, Think Baby had been analyzed and it was found to be a very safe one. And the good thing is that these sunscreens, the mineral filter sunscreens are also much better for the environment and the ones that you definitely want to be using for your children. A question that has come up. Uh, is does wearing sunscreen inhibit our ability to produce vitamin D3? I love that question. The answer is yes. So vitamin D3 is made in the skin and it's when the uh, sun hits the skin and it, there's a chemical a reaction where our vitamin D precursor, like what is the building block of vitamin D in our body becomes sulfated. And that sulfated vitamin D then goes into our body and then gets transformed in the liver and in the kidney into the kind of vitamin D that has all of the amazing health benefits, uh, vitamin D3. And using sunscreen does block it just as, uh, you know, putting on long sleeve shirts and a wide brim hat and going out into the sun. If the sun doesn't hit your skin, it's going to block your ability to make vitamin D3. So what I like to do is I'd like to do it's called smart sun exposure. So getting out uh, in the day before the hours of around 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning and after around three o'clock in the afternoon, of course, it depends on where you live and where the intensity of the sun is at its peak. Usually it's around noon, but in certain countries, it could be you know, later than that. And avoiding the sun hitting your skin when it's at its peak intensity, but getting that earlier morning and later afternoon sunshine on your skin and looking at the uh, redness of your skin when your skin starts to lightly redden, you know you've hit your limit for sun in that moment. And there's what's called building tolerance, healthy tolerance to the sun, where at the beginning of the sun season, like the, the summer season, for example, or in spring, you want to slowly expose your skin in those safe zones uh, and building up your tolerance because your skin is producing that um, melanin, which is protecting you from the UV rays while you are making vitamin D3 from the sun hitting your skin. So the sun is just like anything, it's got its good and it's in its you know negative aspects and it's finding the balance, not too much and not too little. So you wanna get enough sun exposure that you make your vitamin D and create that melanin to protect yourself while you're in the sun and gently ramping up your melanin production uh, over, the, over spring and into summer. And then looking at your skin and seeing if it's getting red and uh, you know taking yourself out of the sun and that could be physically removing yourself from it or putting on a you know, wide brim hat or long sleeves uh, or putting on your sunscreen. So waiting to apply your sunscreen, perhaps uh, once you start to notice that your skin is turning a little bit red, you just really have to pay attention, though, because 
the risk of skin cancer is actually associated not with uh, sun exposure, but with sun burns. So if you get a bad sun burn, your risk of skin cancer in the future goes up exponentially. So it's really, really bad. So that's what you want to avoid is you want to avoid the sunburn. And so the sunscreen is one tool in your toolbox to do this. The other tools, and I'll summarize them here for you, is don't use tanning beds. You're not going to be able to watch your skin and make sure you're getting yourself out at that right time. So people often will overexpose themselves to UV rays in the tanning beds. And, uh, you know, there probably there may be some safe use of tanning beds, but generally speaking, um, it's a good idea to get it from nature if you can. However, some people will use tanning beds therapeutically and safely. You just have to be sure you're aware of what that looks like. You want to seek shade between the hours of 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay, just like you know we used to as humans uh, in you know centuries gone by, we would go underneath the trees when the sun got too hot. If you have to be outside between 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., put on that protective clothing, long sleeves, like nice, light, gauzy, white, cotton, linen, beautiful, flowy, long sleeves, um, you know, or like, you know, very um, beautiful um, dresses with like long sleeves and flowy. Um, a put on a wide brimmed hat, which can be very, very useful. And if you if you have to be out during that time and you can't wear protective clothing, clothing like you're swimming or you're engaged in a sport, then I would use that sunscreen that is the non-nano zinc. And one last tip is I am not a big fan of the titanium option, the titanium dioxide. There's been some research showing that titanium dioxide is probably not something we want to overexpose ourselves to, whereas zinc has actually been shown to help uh, heal the skin. It's an important factor in uh, skin integrity and health. So adding zinc to the skin can actually be beneficial for skin health, whereas titanium dioxide, which is the other mineral sunscreen option. So there's two mineral sunscreen options, zinc di uh, oxide and titanium dioxide, I would stick with the zinc option um, just because there seems to be potentially some concern with the titanium and this, with the zinc, there's no concerns. It seems to be all positive as long as it sits on your skin and doesn't get absorbed into your body um, as it does with the nano. So you want to stick with the non-nano. So I want to thank you for joining me today. If you have any last questions, now, the, now is the time to put it on. I look forward to seeing you at the next Wild Wisdom episode. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening, or light night, depending on when you catch this. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. 
everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 